Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. As I leaned over the balcony of the SS universe, somewhere over the sparkling blue South Pacific, I was daydreaming about the excitement and the adventure that lay ahead of me. My destination, the world. You see, I was embarking on a 102-day voyage around the globe that would take me to 12 countries on four continents. My childhood dream of traveling the world was coming true. Growing up in rural Iowa, surrounded by a sea of cornfields, I was curious what was on the other side of the world, its people, its places, its cultures. But every time I said I wanted to travel the world, people would make fun of me. They'd tease me, except for my parents. They were always my biggest cheerleaders and supporters. And although my dad has passed, I can still hear him saying those four magical words to me. Just do it, Brenda. Even though he himself had never been out of the country, he didn't even have a passport. But little did I know that that travel dream would lead me to the love of my life. But first, I would have to go around the world three times, and I'd have to travel to 85 countries, and I'd have to move to six countries to meet the man that I would marry, while all along he was working in the same building, in the same company, principal, <laughs> as my mom. <laughs> so my crazy journey started when I was a senior at Iowa State. One day I saw a poster that would change my life forever. It read, semester at sea, a floating university. Whoa, I knew that this was for me. <laughs> so, over the next semester, I was using the world as my classroom, literally. So when we were at sea, we would take classes with other students, about 500 of them. But when we were in the ports of call in these countries, we would go on field trips. Now, keep in mind, my idea of a field trip to this point was going to Chi-Chi's Mexican restaurant for Spanish class. <laughs> so you can imagine my excitement when these field trips were walks on the Great Wall of China and archeological digs in Egypt. My favorite part of the whole voyage was meeting so many kind-hearted people around the world and learning about their cultures, their ways of life what they ate, how they viewed the world, how they communicated. It was so different than my own. I wasn't even off that ship yet, and I was already making plans to live and work around the world. My life would never be the same. 
Over the next several years, I would end up moving to England, Australia, and Ireland, where I'd even work in a castle. And I then moved to Osaka, Japan for two years, and guess what? I saw another poster. That gonna, it's gonna change my life again. This time it read Peace Boat, a Japanese organization promoting peace around the world. So here I was again, sailing around the world twice more with teaching Japanese students. But my heart kept calling me back to Sydney, Australia for the second time. Honestly, I can't explain it. I just knew I had to go. I didn't know why. I followed my heart. I signed up for a graduate program in international communication and I moved to Sydney one month before the 2000 Sydney Olympics. Now, during the Olympics, one of my friends from Peace Boat came to Sydney. We went out one night, and we met a guy from Malaysia who worked for Principal. Yes, yet again. <laughs> and through a series of introductions, he introduced me to a guy named Terry. Now, Terry was from Des Moines, worked for principal in Des Moines, but they had sent him for a two-year work assignment to Sydney. During the closing ceremony night of the Olympics, Terry had a party at his place. So I went to watch the spectacular fireworks of the Sydney Harbor in the Opera House. I knocked on Terry's door. Little did I know, I was about ready to meet my future husband. But, but our first meeting was far from perfect. I wasn't feeling very well, and I think the only thing I said to Terry all night was, wow, look at those fireworks. They remind me of those at Sec Taylor Stadium. <laughs> he laughed. Now, you asked Terry, what, what was your first impression of Brenda? And he'd say, wow, she was really quiet, yeah, right? <laughs> Little did he know. I still wasn't feeling very well, so I asked Terry for a sweatshirt. Somehow, I fell asleep during this raging party of Aussies. Now, how that happened, I'm not sure. But hours later, one of them went up to Terry and said, hey, mate, what happened to that girl? Terry's like, I completely forgot all about her. <laughs> 12 hours later, I woke. We went for breakfast. We found out we had so many things in common. Our shared values, our beliefs, our faith in God. We even knew some of the same people back in Iowa. Wow, what a small world. But there was one thing we didn't have in common that really bothered me. You see, Terry is a Hawkeye. And I'm a cyclone, so you can imagine how disappointed I was. We spent two years dating in one of the most romantic cities on Earth. We went all around Australia. We went up to the Great Barrier Reef. We took the train across the Red Outback. But it was 2002, and it was time to pack up. I was graduating. Terry's work assignment was complete. But I was in no hurry to race back to Iowa. In fact, it was really the last place on earth I really wanted to go. Because <laughs> remember, I spent years trying to escape Iowa. <laughs> but I thought, 
here's my dilemma. Do I go back to Iowa with Terry? Hmm. Or do I continue my jet-setting lifestyle? But I thought, well, why don't I see if Terry will go on this jet-set adventure with me on the way back to Iowa? Plus, I had to test him out. <laughs> so what did I do? I made Terry put on a backpack. We went to five continents in five weeks. It was our version of the amazing race. We trekked the Himalayas in Nepal. We went on a safari in South Africa. We island hopped in Thailand. We rode this romantic overpriced gondola in Venice. <laughs> we arrived back in Iowa. Guess what? Terry passed the test. <laughs> and I also realized he's a much better traveler than me, but we're not going to tell him that. And definitely more patient. You see, when you travel with somebody like that, you really, I mean, you really get to know them. And I knew Terry was a keeper, and I prayed he thought the same of me. But I wasn't ready to settle back in Iowa yet. No, 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 no. So while Terry moved to Des Moines to work for Principal, I moved to New York to work for the competitor, Prudential. <laughs> I, I had the dream job on Park Avenue. But it was far from dreamy. I was miserable. I was miserable in New York City. <laughs> and I'll never forget, one year later, being on my knees in Grand Central Station, crying to come home. I missed Terry. I missed my family. But... I was ready to come back to Iowa. Back home, I realized, guess what? I didn't have to give up my travels around the world because I came home. Actually, I could have the best of both worlds. I could work across the world, and I could live in Iowa. I started two international companies, Worldwide Connect, which trains global business leaders, and Global Gals, which teaches women to travel the world. I had clients in 40 countries, I was speaking on cruise ships around the world, and I was volunteering my cross-cultural expertise here in our community. Four years later, of course, we had to go to the next Olympics, this time in Athens, Greece. The day before opening ceremony, we visited the magical island of Santorini. Picture this, the white cliffside village the setting sun over the Aegean Sea. And Terry, he turned to me. And he quietly got down on one knee. The moment was magical. It took my breath away. Of course, I said yes. <laughs> we celebrated our engagement the next day at the, at the Olympics in Athens. And one year later, we were married on a beach in Maui. Our friends from around the world came, us, came to help us celebrate. We were felt loved. But I'm proud to say that we've just celebrated 16 years of marriage. And we're still traveling the world. 
We had planned to go to the Tokyo Olympics, but couldn't due to COVID. But you know what? We still have fun exploring places closer to home. When I was that young girl setting out to see the world, I never dreamt I would have to go around the world and back to meet a boy from Iowa. <laughs> My life certainly had a funny way of coming full circle. But honestly, it wasn't always very easy. In fact, our journey reminds me of that song, God Bless the Broken Road. I never dreamt that I'd have to travel so many roads, I'd have to cross so many oceans to meet Terry. But I'm glad they brought him to me. I've seen the wonders of the world. But I've also realized that my world, my community, is pretty wonderful too. Terry and I's adventure continues, and I can't wait to see where it takes us next. Thank you. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.